Hello and welcome to the Fintech Australia podcast, Finney Special, presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in Fintech executive search. With the help of the Victorian government, Focus and BPay, we're bringing you Australia's largest and most prestigious Fintech awards yet. We want you to tune in and pick the winners. And this year, you can join in virtually, in person, or host your own office party. So wherever you are, let's come together and recognize the amazing people Aussie Fintech is renowned for. Go to thefinnies.org.au. GoCardless are sponsoring the Emerging Fintech Leader of the Year Award. GoCardless is taking the pain out of getting paid for businesses with recurring revenue. To everyone at GoCardless, we appreciate your support in making this year's Finneys happen. Today, I'm joined by Bridie Olson of Diora. Thank you so much for emerging it's fintech such an leader. It's an honor to be included I, in, in this year's Finney's Awards for both Emerging Fintech Leader of the Year and um, Excellence in Blockchain. I've been, I guess, part of this or following the awards since 2017 with Agri Digital. And I've, I've really always looked up to so many of the leaders who've been nominated or finalists. Um, so it, it's quite surreal to be included in that list this year. Yeah, and look, I mean, you're in such esteemed company as well. I mean, it's just a, an amazing achievement to make it this far. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, we're, we're just so thankful being part of the community. And uh, it's kind of extra special this year to uh, when everyone's kind of been in their own in their own places and a little bit hidden out of sight with everything 2020 is thrown our way. So it's nice to have this moment to all uh, take a look at each other and see what's been happening and, and recognize everything that has still happened over the, over the year. Great. Well, maybe as if you could tell um, us a little bit more about Giora and what you do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I guess simply, Giora is a blockchain platform for global agricultural supply chains. Uh, but I guess to explain why that's a product we should care about, um, if you if you forgive me, I'm going to summarize a kind of a world of statistics into a single statement here. But basically, our, our global supply chains work against our farmers. So our farmers are price takers. They're vulnerable to fraud and counterfeit industries, and they don't have access to the needed, affordable, timely finance that they need. But at the same time, they're under increasing pressure to be more sustainable, more efficient, and more secure. Um, but I'm not sure if you're aware of that they're participants in the world's least digitized industry. Uh, and so they're often kind of lacking the, the resources to do that. Um, and we've been at the, the junction of blockchain and agriculture for, I guess, four or five years now. And I'm sure everyone on the, listening to this has at least heard the hype around the promises of blockchain for farmers and supply chains. But we think that there's been a pretty uh, big problem with how it's rolled out. It's, you know, blockchain's been too costly and too technical uh, for agriculture. And the world of blockchain has really been the world of multi-million dollar pilots for already vertically integrated supply chain companies. And it hasn't 
kind of held to what it promised, which was to democratize access to tech, to provide data security, drive efficiencies. Um, and, and that's really what we're focused at Giora. We're focused on, on changing this. So we really bridge the gap between base protocol technologies and the agricultural use case, trying to make sure that our farmers don't miss out again. Great. It sounds fascinating. Yeah, I mean, we, we have a really good time. Our team uh, loves being in this space. And um, I, I came from a background in law and French and politics. So it's been oh, so kind just of what you What do you need, eh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so I, I feel pretty fortunate to have uh, left the bulk of those textbooks behind and uh, be doing something that I, that I care so much about every day. Right. Well, look, you are up for emerging FinTech Leader of the Year Award. And I wanted to have a chat with you, Bridie, a little bit about your approach to leadership um, and and really how it influences your kind of actions and activities in the, the business. So if you were going to kind of summarize your leadership style, how would you, you know, how would you sum it up? Um, I think, I think maybe the best way to, to give you a, a feel for that is, uh, just to let you know what's at the heart of it. And for me, kind of at the heart of my leadership style is is gratitude. Um, I come from a generation really of, of people pursuing passions in their work uh, rather than pursuing just a single career. And I'm honestly just really grateful to both our team, the stakeholders and to the ecosystem that continues to engage with and, and support Jura. And I really don't take that support for granted. Um, and that's, I guess that that is something that propels me in kind of every area. But I see it playing out uh, in my leadership in probably three main ways. Um, because, I'm, because I'm so grateful for our team, I'm grateful for their skills and their expertise. I really try and as much as I can run a really empowered team. So whether that's through like internships and trainings and handing over as much as I can. I think that we have the best talent in our team and I want them to uh, be able to execute on their goals and their passions. Um, and I'm, I'm really thankful that they devote that every day to building out Giora. And, and I guess the second way um, is, is leveraging our stakeholders uh, for everything that they bring to the table and driving my passion for Giora and for our solution uh, within that within that stakeholder community. And then finally, within the, the broader ag tech and fintech ecosystem. So we try and provide as much training um, as we can, as many resources about what we're doing and continue to provide like lowest cost tech um, to, to all of our customers because um, I'm, I'm really thankful for this opportunity to do what we can and where we're building something that's valuable. I really just want to, to share that uh, with the ecosystem and, and, and anything that we've learned along the way. Yeah. One, one of the things that, you know, you know, coming from the human capital side and having done leadership hiring for the last 22 years, one of the things that's got me really excited about this category is one, the age of the people, right? Um, and the, the number of years of experience that they've had and what they've actually accomplished in such a very short time. And it's been, you know, without doubt, uh, an unprecedented year for most of us. And I just was curious as to how the kind of the last, you know, six months in particular has impacted your approach to leadership and, and what you've learned through this process and experience that we're going through with COVID. 
Yeah, uh, well, I guess so. I'm 28, and that means that a lot of uh, people that I've grown up with. I'm 47, of... <laughs> so age is just a number, right? <laughs> it is, it is a number. Um, but it's, I guess That's what it's... I convince myself of every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally believe that. We believe that in our team um, completely. Uh, and um, But I guess what it, what it does mean is that, that in my personal life, a lot of uh, my peers from university, from growing up, uh, have have been at that really like high risk point for being stood down, losing jobs during this time. They're expensive enough uh, to to not uh, be able to hold on to maybe, but uh, you know, then they're kind of not necessarily in those uh, critical management roles. Mm. So um, personally, it's definitely made me focus in on the resources that we use in our team and really be focused in what we need and and what everyone is bringing to the table um there's so many fantastic people that we have in our in our ecosystem uh in terms of like a talent perspective so being able to bring in those skills you know whether it's on a contract basis for a particular project or um being able to even just like get together with with other people in the space and other startup founders and, and learning more from them. I think it's really driven us to be really lean in, in our operations, but also really focused on what value we're trying to uh, bring to, to each project and who has the right skill to do that. Um, I guess kind of more broadly, agriculture being our industry has faced challenges now, you know, not just the past six months, but the past two years. So it's forced us to rethink a lot about how we've positioned our product um, and to really focus in on the value proposition for like two years now through drought last year, we lost a number of customers. Um, you know, that's, that's the least of the challenges that were faced during the drought and the bushfires, but it definitely from a product perspective uh, forced us to look at how we can make things available across a wider uh, geography and commodity space uh, because it's, you know, it's tech. It can be just made available online. It's pretty geography commodity agnostic. Uh, so we were really focused in on how that value proposition was serving a much broader customer base. Um, making sure our product is truly SaaS-based and online sales. Uh, and I guess that's something that we, you know, we just amped up in the past six months when we moved completely virtually and we really had to focus in on value as well was how we're bringing value to that customer base in a digital way, um, but also at kind of the, the lowest cost, easiest adoption, which is what I think is happening at the moment as people increasingly adopt tech across all parts of their business, whether it is to get online in the first instance um, or to drive some efficiencies, reduce the cost of making payments. Um, I think that I think that a lot of people have that tech adoption front of mind at the moment. Um, I remember being 28, Brady, and I, I, I haven't experienced any, even now <laughs> still haven't experienced nearly as much as what you have. I just find it absolutely remarkable that, you know, we, um, we have in our you know, in our in our midst, the most talented generation of people ever in the history of humanity, 
and yet we label them millennials, right? <laughs> <laughs> that they're a problem when actually, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a it's name. Just the main, right? The number of millennials is just a yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. But it's kind of, we just label this whole group of people on earth that, oh, you're all a problem to deal with. It's crazy. Um, but look, on that point, what have you found has been the major obstacle that you've had to face as a leader? There's so many challenges, right? <laughs> Becoming a leader, running a business, um, both personal and professional, but maybe because of what you just said, one really comes to mind right away. And I think that's a it's a very personal challenge in I, I work in the fintech and agricultural spaces, yeah. right? Like they're completely dominated by often older men. Um, and so it's a space where I definitely at times of doubt uh, feel like I'm an intruder. Um, and that it's not designed for someone like me. And I, and I often think, okay, if I were a 28 year old male, I think I would be the best person, uh, to run a tech company. But as a 28 year old female, sometimes it doesn't always feel the same. So I think that, uh, one of the, one of the big things for me, and I spoke uh, back at my high school recently and said this, it's, it's really giving yourself permission like you're allowed to work in this space, you're equipped to work in this space, you're succeeding in this space. Like it's a, um, it's definitely a, a mental challenge. But when I look at, for example, like the, the list of Finney's finalists and see like the women on there who are succeeding in this space. And I mean, I, I don't know uh, if, you know, recently there was this ag tech uh, panel. Yeah showcasing Australian ag techs and, and most of the people speaking are women. So there, there really are so many uh, successful females in this space. Um, mm. Even if, you know, the bulk of the participants are male, it's been yeah. so fantastic for me to look to those leaders, to look at their success yeah. and use that um, to kind of uh, bolster my courage when I, when I've needed it in those moments and um, learn from them and, and learn uh, how to engage in a space where you don't necessarily always feel uh, that you're there for merit. Sometimes you can feel like you're there uh, to, to add some diversity, but uh, you know you, you remain there for merit. And um, I think that that's that's been uh, that's probably been one of the challenges personally at this point uh, in my career. Well, Brady, um, two things. First of all, I think. You know, well done for you know getting getting to the finals. But two, you know, thank you so much for for speaking up as well and sharing your experiences because you know whilst this is to celebrate the finalists, I think you know the other great thing about this podcast is how people learn. And you know, even my cleaner Tom listens to the podcast, and she now knows what blockchain <laughs> is, and she now knows what CDR is, right? And it's yeah, I think by sharing our stories, right. And is how we all connect. And I think this is kind of the great thing about, you know, what, what you've just shared is you're helping people connect. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm really, it's really great to, to speak with you this morning and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, listening to all the other, the podcasts. <laughs> maybe I, um, maybe I should catch up on my cleaning and, and do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find out more about Giora? Uh, yeah, please head to giora.io. Uh, from there, you can access our developer portal, start playing around with some of the tools um, or the Giora certificate registry app. Uh, it's all free to get started. And um, please don't hesitate to, to reach out either on LinkedIn um, or through our, our website. We're always happy to have a chat. 
Excellent. Well, well done and good luck in the finals. 